Welcome everybody to the Cellcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cellcast. Joining me tonight is a man who really loves his pudding. Jacob! Why, thank you. And to introduce our co-host, like a man who can't help but keep jumping through time, Drew. Why, thank you, my good man. I mean, I do admittedly watch a lot of stuff where time travel is involved. So yeah. I guess this is appropriate <laughs> yeah. for an episode for the first anime we're actually doing. Yeah, true. Despite the fact I watched it and thought, this is longer than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. And also to give our, our listeners a, a note, this is our 10th episode. Yes, so happy 10th episode anniversary, Jacob. Yeah, well, thank you, Jerk. I think we've cracked a very nice milestone. So far. So far. Yeah. We probably won't bring this back up again until 50, which won't be for another year. So, yeah, something like that. <laughs> so, what's been going on, Drew? Oh, nothing much. Uh, work's been going good. We finally got back up and running after a little hiccup last week. Yeah. So, uh, a little slow, but we're, we're in good shape now. It's good. And uh, different things happening in church, but not not to get too far off topic. Yeah. Good things happen. No, it's not bad things. Don't well, think wrong about that. Oh, obviously, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, just let our, to let our listeners know, Drew has a set of pipes on him. Or so I've been told. Yeah, or so he's been told. He's He was very good. Uh, last and, Sunday. Admittedly, I have no idea what to do with praise when people give me praise for right. stuff. Because, like, you can tell me I'm good. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I can't do anything with that. Tell me what I can work on. <laughs> All right. I'm sure you understand as an artist, as yes. a fellow artist. Yes. People say, hey, man, this looks good. It's like, that tells me nothing. Yeah. It's like, how to improve from this? Because I want to get better. It's going to always get better. Yes. But anyway. I don't want to sound unappreciative of all the praise I got. It's just, thank you. That's about as far as I know. <laughs> good. <laughs> anyway, how about you? How What's, are you doing? Man, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just, there again, working through emotions like we always do. Or, yeah. Uh, learning, I have mild depression. I've, I've learned this couple of, I was going through counseling for a while. And uh, it's like, yeah, you got mild depression. It's like, really? <laughs> and so that's kind of like a wake up call for me. Just yeah. Because... Like, spending my entire life be like, you know, it's because I've always had a, like a self-hatred, self-anger thing with myself. Right. And so, be like, going through counseling has helped me learn through that. Just learn to be like, hey, be like, why are you hating yourself over nothing, essentially? And it's it's been a very, it's been a growing experience. It's where I think, well, I know a, a, a recent event in my life. Uh, has has happened for a very godly reason uh-huh. that God literally pulled the e brake on something I was doing and loved to basically say, "Hey, whoa, back up! We're we're gonna we're gonna pull the e brake on this and say we're gonna work on you and we're working on our relationship. Right? That's what you need to work on. And so that's what I've been working through for like the past almost a year now, almost yeah. a year now, just you know going through and understanding." Like how, like why and how things work in my goofy mind, and it's like, you know what? I'm loved by God. I'm loved by my friends. I'm loved by my family. Loved by my church family. 
And uh, it's just trying to remember that each and every day that I'm not, you know, I'm not worthless. I'm not stupid. I'm not, you know, all these other negative things you can list off a thousand, right. thousand times. But it's, it's, it's one, it's, it's one day at a time. It's one day Always at a time. Always one day at a time. Yeah. Even for those of us who are not suffering from mild depression. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep praying for you, dude. Cause, well, thank you. Uh, I mean, admittedly, you at least seem to have wor- have it worse than I do, but not to, <laughs> not to, not to boast. But, right. uh, yeah, I, I feel your pain to some yeah. degree. Yeah. I, I've, I've had bouts of depression, not clinical depression. Right. But, I, I, I kind of have an idea of what you've been going through, so uh, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll keep you in mind there. Well, thank you. I, I deeply appreciate that. Uh, well, and some good news, good yeah. news, be, and not to say that be like, oh, depression is terrible. But like we all be, like, I think in some cases, like you said, we all go through depression. And if you are going through depression, be like, please seek out advice. Talk to a friend. Talk to a pastor. Talk to someone you, you know, trust. Trust and talk about it and. Most of the time, when you talk to someone that, like, you have confidence in, they're not going to go blabbing about it. Right. Unless they're a blabber. Uh, so, yeah, just, it's, it's really good to get off the stuff off your chest and understand the, the negative thoughts that are going through your head that aren't exact. They're not true. They're not yeah. true. And just learn to deal with that each and every day. So, in more, in more better news, happier yes. news, uh, I've been asked to do our commission for some of the church. Okay. Uh, her husband, her husband, they do a company, uh, which sells drones. And so she's asked me to do artwork for a project, which I will happily oblige. Yeah. And, uh, in that same note, apparently a friend of ours had, uh, approached me because, Hey, we're doing this, this tech thing at church to be like, Hey, I think you should be involved in this. And basically, it was like, well, he's got to do my commission first. But like, well, we can both have it. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. Then. I'm stuck in the middle of something. Hey, it's there's no such thing as too much work as long as you can keep up. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly, exactly. And besides, if it's the two people I'm thinking of, they're both very patient people. So Yes. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting involved with that. Because uh, I think before... Before kind of stepping back a little bit, be like, I found myself getting more like just, you know, throw myself into working in ministry and what have you that it kind of takes your uh, takes your eye away from what you're supposed to be doing is working on your relationship with Christ. Yeah. Instead of you're working on to help build this ministry or help work on this because we have this mentality that we got to work, 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 work. Yeah. Where it's supposed to be we're supposed to work on ourselves work on a relationship with Christ. Right. And then pour that out. Exactly. Because if you go in empty, all you're doing is pouring everything else you have and you're left drained. Sure. So, well, that's reminds me of something. Another one of our friends Sunday night was talking about how, uh, you know, with those champagne trees, you know, where you have the, the, the champagne glasses stacked on another. So when you fill the top one, it overflows and it fills the next one. Yeah. As long as you've got the source flowing into you, you can pour into others. But the minute you cut yourself off from that source, yeah. you're the one who's going to end up not having anything. Yeah, exactly. And what you do is you're going to be left as a husk, pretty much. So it's it's always so. nourishing to have be poured into or being poured in being poured into by the Word of God each and every day, right? Because that's your nourishment, definitely if you're a Christian, right? 
Uh, once again, people, uh, if, if we've got new listeners who don't know us, we are both Christians. Mm-hmm. We have a Christian worldview. So when we look at things and we talk about things, we naturally br- are going to bring up Jesus. Yes, exactly. And Christianity and all that stuff. We're sorry if you don't like that, but yeah. we are not changing. Yeah. Yeah. But we are at least trying to be as inclusive as we can with the podcast so everyone can listen and have a good time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if, if it makes sense to bring up something Christ-related, we're going to bring it up. Yeah. So yeah. Disclaimers. Well, not really disclaimer. You know what I mean. But <laughs> soapbox done. Moving on. Somebody, and so speaking of, speaking of a friend of ours, he had given us two recommendations for movies that we could possibly watch in the future. Yeah. One would be Rock and Roll, which uh-huh. I have never heard of. I'd never heard of it either. Yeah. And uh, another one would be Flight of Dragons, which apparently they're both 70s, 80s animated movies. Right. So they possibly can get on the list at, at some, some point. point. At some point. And not necessarily the list we're adding to at the end. No, but. of course not. But uh, another one he brought, I've actually brought up, was The Last Unicorn. And I know you had not seen that, haven't seen this film before. Right. It hit not, well, hey, I wasn't bored, but right. it's just one of those that just never came up. Right, because I remember watching this movie as a kid and absolutely just loving it. Right. And, uh, yeah, I would love at some point to just get around to re- reviewing that movie in the future. Okay. So, we could certainly look at adding that to the list at some point. Oh, absolutely. And to our listeners who will be listening to this podcast when it launches at some point. Yeah, whenever um, I get around to finishing it, to getting to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So if well, you, I, I put it this way, people, if we were to take a week off, you would not know. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We've got, we are that far backed up in the editing. So, yeah. <laughs> so to our fellow listeners, if you have a recommendation of your own that you would kind of like us to review in the future, uh, when you listen to the podcast, go to our Facebook page, mm-hmm. and which is the Cellcast, which is the Cellcast. Please on, join the group. Yes, like and subscribe, and share with a friend or two. Yes, when we po- when we post this when we post this review, go in the comments section down below and post your your favorite animated movie or just a movie you would like us to review in the future. Right, because. That's the thing. We've well, we've got a, a bunch of movies we do want to do at some point. Mm-hmm. We're going to run out of ideas at least right. at some point because we're as animation nerds as much as we are. We've got ideas that there might be something we both know about, but just thought, well, I don't really want to review that. Right. And you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking if uh, we would mention whoever recommended it to us in the episode as they had, rec- you know. Let them people know who recommended it. Yeah, exactly. If uh, if that tweaks your fancy, yeah, yeah, it tweaks your fancy. That's an odd way to word that. Yeah, if you if you do give a recommendation, we'll we'll give you credit. We'll give you a shout out yeah. on the podcast for doing that. So yeah, go and have fun when when this episode is posted. Also, you can email those suggestions to the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com. There we go. And I'm sure everyone's going to know this, and we'll go over this part again at the end, but anytime you hear us say the word the Cellcast, remember, that's one L, not two. So, what have you been watching, Jacob? Alright, so, I... Funny story, actually. Okay. Okay. So, apparently, a couple of months ago, Disney Channel did a live-action Kim Possible movie. Unfortunately. Yes. (laughs) 
I didn't watch it. And I just know how. I remember when Cartoon Network did a Ben 10 movie, and I remember how bad that was. So I'm assuming this is the same problems. Possibly. But anyway. And so I got curious. I was curious about it. And so I got, I watched a few clips. And it could be like, you know what? I've got Kim Possible movie, So the Drama, on DVD right. in my house. So why not watch it? And so I wound up watching the film. And so if you guys saw on our, our, again, on our Facebook group that I did post something about this movie, about watching Kim Possible the movie. And so posting, one of our listeners, Josh, had this to say about the movie. Kim Possible the movie, the only movie. There is no live action movie. As far as we're concerned, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. But, Admittedly, I probably should give it a try at least for five minutes to see. Let's see how bad this is, but I am not in a hurry. Right. Well, I would say, I would say that to this, and I I hate to see what their version of a naked mole rat looks like. It's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. I'd, I I'd say still that. worry, but anyway. okay, okay. For what I posted on a review, what Josh had said, the the fact that saying be like, oh, there is no live action movie, or there's only one movie. Well. In that, that's incorrect. There's actually three films. Yeah. There is Kim Possible, A Stitch in Time, which is a two-part movie. Yeah, and I remember to... watching that one. That one was good. Yeah. And then you have Kim Possible, the movie, So the Drama, which is an actual TV show, which was supposed to end the series. Right. But when it's still making money, you keep going. Yeah, exactly. The fourth season wasn't bad. And then you had this iteration. Yes. Made after anyone who cared was already an adult and could get angry on the internet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to say that... To advertise to kids who don't know what Kim Possible is. Yeah. To say... A movie, I may have opinions, people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but to say a movie does not exist is, to me, it's like, okay, you're going to you're going to live in denial that a movie ever existed. Yeah. Or it's not canon because it didn't do this. Or it was... Be like, it did something different. Well, here's it's still a movie. You yeah. have to acknowledge it's a film. Here's the thing I get with adaptations. Right. There is such a thing as a good ad- adaptation. And yeah. There's such a thing as a bad adaptation. Right. Oh, I agree. That doesn't mean that because you didn't like the bad adaptation, it doesn't exist. Right. You may prefer not to watch it. Yeah. And it may not enter into your head canon, mm-hmm. but you can't say it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. As much as we do not want to admit it, Michael Bay did make, what, five Transformers movies? At least. So, if we can admit that travesty, (laughs) I think we can admit Kim Possible live action existed. Yes. So, I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Because denying something, even though it's right there, is kind of just... Yeah. Anyways, and I also got the chance to review a series, or review, watch a series that our great engineer, Drew, had lent me, Gravity Falls. How far did you get? I got into episode four. Episode okay. four or five. I have to ask a couple questions. Okay. Have you noticed the connecting points yet? A little. Okay. Have you noticed at the end of each episode, during the end credits, there is a secret message? No, I haven't. And did, have you heard the fact that during the opening sequence, the there's some audio that's backmasked? No, now you got to be even more curious. And, <laughs> last but not least, okay. did you catch the single frame at the end of every opening theme, theme, opening sequence? No, I'll have to go back and watch that. 
go ahead and because uh, you'll have to use the, the frame by frame to see it. And, I, and unfortunately, I know you're watching on my DVDs, so yeah, interlacing may destroy the image. You can find it on Google on the Gravity Falls wiki. Yeah, find this image. Okay, but um, there is a lot of mystery in that show. Okay, yeah, I can tell. Definitely look it up. Now, admittedly, I will say the secret messages, especially in the first season, while they are they are mostly for giggles. Okay. But still, when you start, they they are interesting to keep up with. Okay. It was the kind of thing, it's like, oh, I watched this episode, okay, now I'll go on to the website to actually find out what the secret message is. <laughs> I'm too lazy to decode. Especially when you get to the second season where you have to find where the, the, the cipher is somewhere in the episode. But, fine. Let's see, episode four, that would be... Which one? So the first episode is... Uh, the gnomes. gnomes. The gnomes. The, the second, second one, one is the as the gobblewalker. Yeah, is the gobblewalker. Yeah, is the gobblewalker. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, old man McGucket. But oh, yeah. Uh, I gotta look at your that DVD. Hang on. <laughs> as Drew walks off. I'm sure it's just right over here somewhere. It's yeah, it's, I think it's on the floor. Ah, there it is. <laughs> I gotta look. I can't remember the names of the episode. I, it has been about a year since I watched it. Right. Oh, headhunters. That's the. Uh, Oh yeah, the that's, the, that, that's, that's the wax the wax, wax characters. characters. Yes. <laughs> okay. You have to love. Yeah, I'm coming back. Yeah. Sorry, people. Yeah. Episode three was the Headhunters, which is one of my favorites because you've got a wax head of the the wax disembodied head of Larry King, <laughs> which <laughs> you know any kid watching this is going, who is that guy? And then hand that rocks the Mabel. Hand that rocks the Mabel is a very important episode. Oh okay. Which was the. Uh, that's the one with Gideon Gleeful. Okay. And the one that looks like the Benny Hinn knockoff that's a psychic. Oh, yeah! <laughs> that was interesting, to say the least. Uh, I was like, what? He, Gideon Gleeful is an important character. Okay, yeah, that's right. Because I know he kind of, he's like, what is it? Um, it's like, you haven't seen the last of me! One of those things. Well, so he's gonna be and also, you, I'm sure you noticed at the end of that episode... He had one of the other journals. Yes, he had he had number two. Yeah, so that got me interested, and so yeah. I'm I'm and now you know why I love this show because it's goofy enough that it's funny every yeah. episode, but there's also all this connective tissue that makes I want I actually want to see the rest of the story. Yes. Now, when it came to Gravity Falls, I saw I saw a little bit of it, you know years back, and I was like, mm-hmm. this animation style, I just don't like it. And now, you know, a couple years on. It's like okay, it's kind of grown on me. It's it, it's a, it's a little wacky, but and, it's admitted, good. Admittedly, the flash esque style of the characters mixed with Photoshop backgrounds. Yes, that is what they did. It yes, was Photoshop backgrounds. Yeah, amazingly painted Photoshop. Yeah, backgrounds, I agree. But uh, it is kind of a little jarring when you first watch it, but you get into it. It work. It, it's it's kind of like uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse where. The animation at first throws you off. Yes. But then you buy into it. And it's yes. like, okay, I'm going to keep watching. This is good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it gets really good. You haven't even met the main villain yet. Oh, okay. Looking forward to it. So what have you been watching? Well, I admittedly got to today and realized, oh no, I have not watched anything yet. <laughs> oh no. But. Whatever more shall we do? I thought that this morning, so I was trying to think, you know, while I was at work. Right. 
I need to watch something before I come over here and record, just so I can at least have something to talk about. Right. And for whatever reason, I had playing on my computer a list of the great anime theme songs. Or greatest anime theme songs is what the playlist was called. And just listen to some of these great ones. You know, it's all in Japanese, so I can't understand a word you're saying. But right. I, there's a lot of these songs I like to beat, I like to get into. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it got, it, the shuffle came up to a song, and I'm convinced I'm the only person who likes it, despite the fact that it is actually in this playlist. It was the 12th opening sequence to an anime called uh, Fairy Tale. Ah. And I thought, I haven't seen Fairy Tale in a while, and it's on its last season. I need to catch up. <laughs> so I got home. I found where I left off around episode 130. So at least I'm nearly halfway. Yeah. Because they're like at episode 300 now. Yeesh. Like, well, I'll just keep, I'll go ahead and pick up where I left off. Within five minutes, I asked myself, why did I quit watching the show? This is amazing. <laughs> it's, it is essentially what is, it's, it's essentially a shonen anime, which for those who don't know, yeah, that is an action, uh, uh, show, show made for boys. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. But instead of it being like martial arts, like Dragon Ball Z is, mm-hmm. or, Pirates, like One Pieces, or ninjas, like Naruto is. These are all mages. Gotcha. It follows the story of this one magic guild, magician's guild, but essentially they are the most, the strongest mages guild in the entire world, yet they're also the biggest group of idiots in the entire That's world. That's what I've seen in most of periods, obviously. I think yes. I saw like the first three episodes, and it was, it was interesting, and they realized, yes. oh, it's 280 episodes. Nope, not yeah. doing that. Here's the thing. I didn't know it was that long until I got started into it. I started that show, oh, it had to have been seven years ago when I started watching the show. I, I, it was on Netflix. It was, you know, it was on there. And mm-hmm. I watched, it was going through the, and I just saw like, maybe like the first 20 listed. It's like, oh, it's a 20 episode one. That's not too bad. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I thought, okay, I'm loving the show. And I finally realized, wait a minute, I've passed 20 episodes. How many episodes? A hundred? <laughs> this was early on. Yeah. Mind you, it's like, well, I could complain, but I'm hooked. <laughs> I've seen these pictures when I've Googled this stuff. It's like, I've got to know why there's more cats. <laughs> more talking cats that can fly. I've got to understand that. I've got to, I want to know where the the dragon that raised uh, Natsu. i got to find out what happened to the dragon that raised Natsu who disappeared when he was seven. Yeah. That gave him his dragon powers. I've got to find all this out. I've got to find out who all those other people are. And you see all these great action pieces. It's one of those shows where it's goofy as all get out. And yet, in one, in, yet about halfway through any given season, they're going to stick that hand right down into your chest, pull your heart out, and watch it beating in their hands like in Temple of Doom. Yes. It's like, don't do that. Why did you have to do that to that character? Ah, ah, I love this show. <laughs> No one like, dies is the thing. It's like you feel, you start to learn more about these characters. You get attached to characters who, who were jokes at the beginning. It's like, oh, look, there's the woman who drinks so much that they call the big giant giant tub of beer her boyfriend. Oh, gosh. It's like, oh, there's that character. Oh, she's actually got one of the saddest backstories in the entire show. <laughs> and she hates her father despite the fact she she's this way because of her father. Huh. And he just wants to see his little girl happy. And she hates him, <laughs> but loves him. 
you know, mixed relationships. Yeah. It's not a show. And while it is made for boys, probably around 7 to 14, it's probably who it was made for in Japan. Okay. Don't actually suggest this for families. Yeah. Or for kids over here. Because, A, the Funimation dub is not written for that age group. Yeah. Because they have a bad tendency of making perverted jokes from time to time. I gotcha. They even have their own sound effect for when it happens, so you know when to look away. It's like when you see the, ah, you know to look away. And then come back. <laughs> okay. There's some odds. Wow! <laughs> yeah, it's a fun show, and I love it, and I can't believe I quit watching it. I'm convinced the only reason I must have stopped was because I needed to watch something else. Yeah. that happens when you get 100 episodes into something. Right. You start thinking, are they going to get anywhere? Or are we just going to keep going? So you take your brain, you come back, you go, why did I stop watching this show? This is amazing. I don't even know what's going on. I'm putting you in the middle of a story arc, but I kind of know what's happening. And then you look up and go, oh, I'm in the middle, middle of a filler arc. Great! I'm actually loving this anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that's I watched about two episodes of that this afternoon before okay. we came over here. And then I got distracted watching the same music video over and over again. But admit, but. The different characters in it because I was also watching last week. Yeah. I got caught up to where the English dub is on Funimation now of Dragon Ball Super. Okay. Which is at the beginning of what they're calling the Universal Survival Arc. Okay. Which is not only the longest story arc in Dragon Ball Super, it is the longest story arc in Dragon Ball, period. Wow. It is like a hundred episodes. Dang. This one story arc. And it's starting off really good. Huh. So I am looking forward to getting caught up to that as soon as Funimation gets their butts in gear and actually gets us more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a kind of a funny tie-in when you talk about uh I have a tie-in story. Okay. When it comes when it comes to watching something and then coming back and watching it again and know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Back in the mid-90s, back in the mid-90s, you know, for those who don't know, the 1990s. As opposed to the 1890s. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a Highlander. There can be only one. Yeah, but, don't... But yet, there was nothing to watch. Oh, that's when you, you got, got into animation at a yeah. very early age. When exactly. On the, on the little Nickelodeons. <laughs> You've watched Nickelodeon for years. Exactly. Longer than anybody else. <laughs> exactly. So, as another little aside, not okay. something I've watched, something I'm currently in the middle of listening to via audiobook. Really? I am listening to something called uh, Creativity Incorporated, which was by Ed Catmull, who was the president of Pixar. Okay. For a really long period of time. Yeah. In fact, I think he's only just recently finally stepped down for yeah. whatever reason. But uh, it is about how Pixar, all the stuff Pixar went through, and there's been a lot of little interesting stories. So, unfortunately, I have a feeling he was intending this to be read by business people, because he keeps talking about how to lead your management teams. Oh, such. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Ugh, I don't care about that. I just want to hear about how you nearly deleted all of Toy Story <laughs> 2 because some idiot typed the wrong command into the server. Yeah. And you only got that movie out because somebody happened, because they were pregnant and had the movie at home. Yeah, they, had, they were able to get the files up there. It's like... <laughs> I want stories like that. I don't care about some of this other stuff. But he has talked about some of the ways that Pixar does make their movies. Yeah. And the kind of things they go to. It's been pretty interesting so far. Uh, so I would suggest that if you're actually wanting to know more, at least about Pixar. Yeah. Because uh, it's interesting how they've gone about stuff. 
Okay. What's in the news lately? Well, speaking of Pixar. Okay. There is coming to Disney Plus when it finally launches. Yes. Uh, a new show titled um, Monsters at Work. Uh-huh. Which is based on the Monsters Incorporated franchise. Yes. That will be on Disney Plus, and it is all, nearly the entire cast is returning to voice their characters. Yes. So, we will all be losing money in September to Disney <laughs> to pay for another streaming service. Yes. When I looked through the rest of everything that's coming on Disney Stream besides that, I thought, I would be losing money to try and watch this stuff any other way. Yes. Than to pay what I'm hoping is only nine ninety nine for another streaming service. But at the same time, I have too many streaming services. <laughs> same here. So basically, it's just gonna be like, be like, we are the Disney Empire. Give me your money, because we know you're gonna do it anyway. True, <laughs> but hopefully that means some. I'll be able to drop something because Disney will pull all their support from something else. Probably, hopefully. Actually, I, the thing I was thinking of that would do that would be Netflix, but I would not be getting rid of Netflix because mm. I am the one paying for the account the family uses. So, oh, somebody okay. else would have to take that up anyway. All right. So in other news. Apparently, the Adams Family animated movie trailer dropped today. Yes. What are your thoughts? It's not the classic television show. Okay. It does feel like it's based more on the 90s movies, which okay. makes sense. Those were more popular. Right. At the same time, eh? It's a <laughs> thing? Yeah. I didn't catch who was putting it out, who was releasing it, because uh, it kind of feels... I don't think it's Sony... That wouldn't make sense. They've got Hotel Transylvania. They've got that. They kind of got that spooky franchise already, already to themselves. So yeah, it's being released by MGM, which is fine, but it does kind of feel like they're kind of holding on to that Hotel Transylvania kind of bandwagon. For yeah, this. it's just fine. It's just hey, yeah. It's one of things. I. Admittedly, I grew up in a monster's home, not an Adams family home. Oh, okay. So I have opinions. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not that the Adams family is bad. It's just I appreciated the monsters of that more. Gotcha. So yeah, the, a new Adams family thing happening. Okay, it's a thing that exists. I can live with that. Yeah. My opinion of the film was so like, okay. It seems like the same stick that you got from what I remember the Adams family was the cartoon. Yeah. That same cartoony stick. And it's like, okay, and it's just CG animation. But I'm not going to give my... I'm not going to, you know, bash it for that like some people did with, like, Aquaman. Right. When, it, when the first trailer dropped. Well, admittedly, this trailer is just a teaser. It gave yes. us no idea what the story was. Exactly. All we got was, here's a creepy family that do weird stuff. Uh-huh. Here's the couple jokes that we already got around to animating. Mm -hmm. The story is still being worked on. Is yes. kind of how it felt. Yeah. So I'm going the story is made, but we haven't gotten around to animating it yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's due out, I believe, in Halloween. I believe so. That would make sense. That's around the right time for it. Yeah. Uh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve my judgment of the film because I don't want to judge a film True. just on its first trailer. Which is kind of, you know, kind of absurd because they did the exact same thing with Aquaman. And this movie, Aquaman Now, has gone on to make a billion dollars in the box office. It was a very good movie. Yes. One of the things you have to remember when you're looking at trailers. Yes. The teaser that comes out years or months before the actual trailer. 
is just to give you a taste of, okay, here's the kind of story yes. we're doing. It's not telling you anything about the story. The full trailer, when it will release about three months before the movie comes out, that's when you can start saying, okay, here's what's going on. There's more here we can say, okay, this is what the story is. Now I'll tell you whether, pretty much, at least for me, it gives me an idea like, if this is going to be a movie I'm interested in and see. Yeah. Teaser, I almost never can tell. Yeah. Honestly, I will probably go see this movie anyway, mm-hmm. because it's animated and doesn't look stupid yet. Yeah. Unlike some things that have released recently, but, um, although I should probably go watch those anyway. Yeah. But, and plus, we don't get that many good Halloween stuff animated-wise for some reason, so... Outside of, outside of Hotel Transylvania. All right. So, in other news, in other animation news, yeah. apparently Rich Moore, director of anime, uh, Disney animated classes that are just Record Ralph, Zootopia, and this the follow-up sequel to Record Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Right. Uh, apparently has left Disney and has gone to Sony Pictures Animation. Okay. So, I thought that was a very, very interesting that you would have one of the guys who has, be like, he's developed, he's produced, he's directed, be like, a lot of very classic, I think at one point he was doing stuff for The Simpsons? Yeah. And... Well, I've not heard any news about this departure that was sensational, like some of the other more recent Disney things that have popped up. So uh-huh. it very well could be that this was just a, you know, Wreck-It Ralph 2 came out. Mm-hmm. We've finished that project. I've got an idea for another project to work on, but Disney maybe was not interested. Or maybe he took a break and then was talking to his buddies in Hollywood mm-hmm. and said, hey, we've got this thing coming. You ought, We want you to come do it. We'll pay you some odd amount of money. Yeah. He says, hey, that's better than what I'm getting at Disney. Maybe I can get a little bit more freedom. It could just be something as simple as that. He just—it's working for somebody else. I don't really see this as, a, as necessarily a bad thing. I see it great for Sony because Sony's writing is hit or miss. Yeah, a lot of times. But it is—it is kind of sad to see the guy who made Wreck-It Ralph and Zootopia leave. Yeah, but maybe we'll get some more. Maybe he'll get to use a little bit more of that comedy over there. Yeah. So here's hoping. Yeah. Hey, for all we know, he's doing one of the many Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Verse uh, universe movies that they're that working on. That could be. Because we know there's a bunch of those in development. I mean, he could do uh, Penny Parker's one, the anime one. Mm-hmm. Anime character. He could do her side thing with the robots and such. That yeah. Would, that would be very much up his alley with what we've seen before. But then, of course, he also did Zootopia with the talking animals. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he'll have some good stuff in there. I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. So, I think we've got the news out of the way. So- yeah. Let's talk about a girl who leapt through time. Indeed, let's talk about The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. The Girl Who Leapt Through Time is an anime that was released in Japan in 2006. I'm probably about to butcher this name. It's also, in Japan, it's known as Tokyo Kakeru Shoujo, I guess. Works for me. It's probably a bad idea for me to try to pronounce the Japanese name, but I'm going to try. Hey, good shot, though. Yeah, it was animated by Madhouse and uh, direct released by uh, Kadokawa Herald pictures in japan and it was it was directed by mamoru hosoda hosoda and uh if you don't know who that is i don't blame you but he is the guy who directed a good portion of the digimon tv series yeah and also did the movie right which will come up later yeah uh he also has directed after this a bunch of really good movies Mm -hmm. which i'm looking forward to bringing up yes 
um, the movie itself is based on a book that was it that was released in the 1960s. Really, but does not is not an adaptation of that book. It is just set in the same universe. Oh, okay. and uh, Makoto's aunt, okay. Auntie Witch, I believe they call her. Yes, she is the protagonist of the book. Really? Right. So that's why she knows what's going on oh, throughout okay. the whole thing. That makes sense now. She has experience. Oh, okay. Why she just... So says, oh, yeah, you just left through time. Oh, it's normal. All girls do it. Yeah. No, they no. don't. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Uh, this is actually the second time I've watched a movie. Okay. The first time was uh, a couple years ago when I bought the disc. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching going, okay, I, I've i heard this was good. I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it. And then I realized, this is a very slow mm-hmm. movie. Yes, And it if is. anything, that's probably going to be what is the biggest problem with this movie, I mm-hmm. think. It's my biggest problem at the very least. Whether it's yours, I don't know. But uh, it is a very slow movie, but it is a very well-animated movie. This was his first non-Digimon movie that he directed. Yeah. So he was still very green, especially when doing more serious work like this is. Yeah. Uh, first time I watched this film yes. was actually for the review. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been exposed to it a little bit here and there with people talking about it or seeing reviews on online or on YouTube or something like that. And I actually saw a review of it and the guy who did it, uh, Glass Reflection, Glass Reflections, Arcata did one. And I was like, okay, this sounds like an interesting film, but like the animation's kind of that's that's just me. Yeah, the the character design is a little bit bland. I can see that. And uh, I was like, okay, and so I watched it, and I was like, okay, it's it's an interesting movie. It's got this DXX Machida time leap stuff that we are giving no real explanation for. Yes, but they do at least show that there is a limit. Yes, there is it's, a limit, which. Is the only reason this movie has an end. But yeah, that is true. That is true. It was it was pretty good. I mean, like I I thought it was really it was a good film. I have you know some reservations for the film, but in that kind of a short pause, for what we're doing right now, uh, I'd like to give a really big shout out to a friend of mine, Sabrina or Bree, because uh, uh, we've become really good friends in yeah. the last about year at work, and uh, we were actually talking about animated movies. We yeah, were talking about animated movies. And uh, she's like, okay, there's two movies you do not want to watch. Be like, don't put it on your list. One was Grow the Fireflies. Don't which, watch it. You'll cry your eyes out. Which like, we've, we've already talked about will not show up on this because we don't want to be sad. Yes, exactly. And apparently that movie will rip your heart out. Apparently. And so the other one... And not in the good way that I like from other shows. <laughs> and the other one was obviously a, The Girl Who Loved Through Time. Right. Now, to Sabrina's credit, she's she saw it when she was like eight, and she's eighteen now, eighteen, right. nineteen years old now. So yeah, it's been a gap of time since you've seen this film. But she should be like, it's the most saddest thing on the planet. You don't want to watch it. Be like, you'll just cry the entire time. I didn't cry. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Big shout out to Sabrina. You got a shout out. Yeah. There you go. All right. So so since this is a anime. Mm-hmm. And this is not something I think we've ever thought about bringing up. Yeah. Normally, when we review these movies, we talk about the cast. Yeah. Which cast do we talk about? Uh, <laughs> ever since we're dealing with the dub. Yeah. We'll talk about the English dub. Let's I guess, talk about the English dub. 
So, I gotta actually bring that up. Uh, Makoto, who is our primary, who's our main protagonist. Yes. Was played by Emily Hurst. Okay. In what appears to be her only animated movie. Really? That she never did voicing for. Uh, she was in a live action, you know, bringing up what we talked about earlier about Kim Possible. (laughs) Okay. She was in a live action, uh, Fairly Odd Parents movie. Really? I didn't even (laughs) know this existed. I've heard of it. But it came out in 2011. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was the last thing she was in. Okay. So, yeah, she hasn't had much work since then. Uh, just looking through this, I mean, she was a child in cage in Battlestar Galactica Razor. Okay. She has not had much. In fact, uh, okay, she was a character in Smallville. Okay. She played Maddie Van Horn in one episode. You don't know who that is, and I have a feeling you watched the show more than I did, so. Yeah. Oh, and she had a uncredited role in X-Men 2. Okay. As the ice cream girl. Okay, that's something. She was while she was very young, I'm assuming. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh! Is it an X-Men 1 or 2? X2. X2, okay. I thought she was It's the not one. the one when the guy comes up butt naked out of the water. Yeah. In front of Stan Lee. Yeah. Which is the one uh, Stan Lee cameo I didn't catch until years later. Okay. Okay. Because I was too busy looking at the screen going, what is happening? <laughs> This isn't the X-Men I remember, yet I still like it. So yeah, she has not done much, unfortunately, but I thought she did a very good job in this movie playing she did. the character. Yeah. She was very believable. It's kind of sad that she hasn't done more voice work. Yeah. Her emoting, just the emotion of this character was highly convincing. Yes. That, like You could tell, be like, this was a, char- a character, a voice actor, who was crying about something that just broke her. Especially in those scenes where she's, uh, she comes to realize that she had these boys who are her good friends. Yes. Are actually in love with her. And yeah. she realizes in one way or another she's hurt both of them. Yes. And you're looking at it and going, and you can tell it's like, I don't want, you're, why are you acting so weird? Don't, don't talk like that. We're just good friends. I don't want any of this to change. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's like, okay, you can tell she's, frustrated and doesn't know what to do. Right. It's not something you normally see, see come up in many voice performances. Right. So I thought she did an extremely good job of that. I agree. I agree. She did a fantastic job as this character. Mm-hmm. You're going to pronounce these names because I can't. What? Oh, you can't pronounce... Yeah, the, 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 the Japanese names. The Japanese names are really hard for me to pronounce. Because I don't want to sound like an idiot. His name is... You mean you can't say Sojiro Takase? No, I can't. Or uh, Moriko Uesugi? Uesugi? <laughs> I can't even say it, apparently. <laughs> Kosuke Tsuda? Kosuke? I can say Kosuke. Yeah, because Kosuke was a character in a show you watched. <laughs> so Chiaki Mamiya was played by Andrew Francis. And he played Shining Armor in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, so there's that. Yeah, there's that. Uh, he's played a lot, looks like he's played a lot of other little, uh, uh, side characters in a bunch of little shows. Mm-hmm. Not seeing anything big that most people would recognize. Other than in, uh, one of the Ninjago shows, he played a character named Moro. I don't know who that is, because I have never watched Ninjago, mm-hmm. right? except for the, uh, the Lego movie movie yes. version of it. Uh, it looks like he's done a lot of Hallmark yeah. uh, Christmas movies. A lot of those, but there's a ton of them. Oh, and he played uh, Gil in Johnny Tess. That was Johnny Tess's sister's uh, love interest. Oh, okay. And apparently in a version of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, he played played a bunch of little characters. 
Huh. And he played Bail Organa in a Lego Star Wars show. Huh. Also, he was... I'm wondering in... if he played Bail Organa in a lot of Star Wars stuff, because that's it usually is the same people. Hmm. Oh, so he was, apparently he was in X-Men Evolution? Ain't that a shame. Wait, Evolution, never mind. I got I confused with something. <laughs> what did you get confused with? Origins. <laughs> oh, Origins. That's like, yeah, let's stay away from that. Ah, and in the... Okay, I'm about to bring up a show that has never been released in the United States. Okay. That I'm fairly certain you don't know exists. Okay. Powerpuff Girls Z. It is an anime spinoff. Of the Powerpuff Girls. right. I did hear about that. It has aired in Japan and a bunch of other places. It has never made it to the United States. Really? And in the English version that I'm assuming was released in China, Mm -hmm. he played Ace, the leader of the Gang Green Gang. Huh. Interesting. Oh, and he played a university student in Death Note. Okay. So if you really want your really dark and edgy stuff, he played a guy over there. Okay. So, yeah. apparently he did he did a voice for, for some character in the Vision of Esca Floating. Also, apparently he did a voice for the TV show Max Steel. Yeah. The the newer rendition, not the older rendition. Not the good one? Actually, Actually I don't know. I haven't seen the new one. Okay, yeah. Not, not I remember the old one and going, this is kind of a cool idea for a show, and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, the newer animated uh, series. Right. He did a voice for that. Not... The Hasbro trying to make a live-action movie out of it. Kosuke Suda was played by Alex Zahara. Yes. And this guy appears to actually have some decent stuff under him. Of course, the first thing I say that gets my attention is Lego Jurassic World The Secret Exhibit. (laughs) Where he played someone named Vic Hoskins. Uh, He was in uh, The Man in the High Castle. Okay. Uh, But he was in uh, the horrible reboot reboot called Reboot The Guardian Code. If you liked the old show, don't watch this one. You will hate yourself and them. Oh, I like this one. Little Kryptonian Man in Supergirl. Huh? That is what it says. Okay. <laughs> you just gotta love the names that come up for these extras. Yeah. Uh, he was a character in Dead Rising 4. Uh, oh, he played King Midas in Once Upon a Time. Okay. Apparently he was in The Christmas Story too. Well, we try to ignore that one. Okay. Oh, he was in uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero, Awakening of the Trailblazer. Okay. So that's at least a name. Yeah. That's recognizable. Okay. Oh, he was in Fringe in an episode. Ah. Oh, and he was actually in Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zero as a couple different characters. Okay. Not just that one little short thing. Gotcha. Apparently... And he too was in Smallville. Okay. <laughs> In one episode. <laughs> See, we're filling, and apparently he was in 2012. The yeah, movie. I saw that. I hadn't got to it yet. The movie 2012. I don't know how I haven't. I'm down to 2004. That movie, 2012 came out in 2010, didn't it? 09. 09. Okay, I was off. Yeah, because that, that would have been right at the time the 2012 stupidity yeah. was getting big. It's like, oh, it's the doomsday clock. The world's going to end. It's like, it no. just reset itself. No, it's just that's as far as the guy was wanted to chisel. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it was. Yeah, 2013. Do I really want to chisel anymore? No, we're oh. done. <laughs> in 2012, he was Arc Bridge Crew. So yeah, he's guy's been in stuff, but he's been an extra in most of this stuff. Oh, okay. Which is really sad, because he did a very good job in this movie. Yeah, I agree, he did. He played the non-time-traveling love interest. Yes. Who she had to hook up with the shyest girl in anime. Yes. That's saying something. Yeah, sure. But those are the three, really, the, the three major characters to talk about. I yeah. Mean, 
the only other major character that comes up is her, her aunt, who witchy aunt, Auntie Witch, which they call her that because she's an she's an old maid. Yeah, that's the only reason they call. Her. That's why at the beginning she says, "And ask her when she's going to get married." Well, the one she's in love with is in the future. Sure. Yeah. In fact, I bet you anything. It's that guy. Yeah, that she fell in love with. Because that's, that's what I thought. That's, a, that's about where it looked like it was going to go any minute, but that's mm-hmm. not where it went. And when it they looked like it was going that way. Well, until they sh- she shows her the picture of yeah. the three of them and go, none of those guys have pink hair. Yeah, or red hair, whichever. Pink, red, whatever. Looked pink Legenda. to me. Legenda. <laughs> Either way, it was colored that way to separate him out from all the other black-haired people. Yeah. And to point out, oh, hey, this guy's weird. <laughs> he might be the person who left the the... Acorn? Not acorn. <laughs> but that thing. The time Chestnut. Burn. Chestnut, thank you. Yes. He might be the guy who accidentally left the ch- let the chestnut fall out of his pocket for her to fall on. And send her back in time for five seconds. Just so she knows something happened. Yeah. But it did save her life, so... True. that. Yeah, that's true. Which, I, let me ask you. Okay. When that scene happened, did you know it was going to happen? Oh. Where she falls into the passing trains. Uh, no, being, being you know, there again, being the first time I ever saw this film, I was kind of like, oh, okay, they went there, is she gonna die? No, I don't think so, she's our main character. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, that's trippy. <laughs> I knew it was coming yeah. the second time, because I'd seen the movie. Yeah. But, like I said, it'd been a couple years since I'd seen it previous, so yeah. it's still slightly... Caught me off guard because it goes from, oh yeah, she's having an off day, nothing yeah. serious. Oh, she got hit with the baseball. Oh, she accidentally, she nearly set fire to the school during yeah. home at class. She's a klutz. She's a klutz. Okay, that's just showing who the character is. And why is she not able to break? Yeah, what's going down we're... this very steep hill. Oh no, this is not the good. Guardrails coming down. There's trains coming from both directions. Oh, well, yeah, she dies. She nearly dies on this. I forgot. Now, a question for you. Yeah. Now, why is it that everybody sits around and watches this as they happen and says someone step up and grab her from the bike? Okay, so here's the thing. There is a slowness to the events that we are seeing. Yes. Which is very obvious considering how slow the movie is moving in the first place. I I agree with that. So I personally think once she starts going down the hill, we are seeing it somewhat from her point of view. Yeah. If you have ever been in an accident of some kind, you know that feeling where it's taking entirely too long for what actually is happening. It's Time is slowing down. You're trying to do everything you can to stop it, but there's no stopping it. Mm-hmm. So, really, I think nobody could have stopped her before she crashed into that. They, yeah. they see something speeding towards towards them. Their first instinct is to get out of the way. Get out of the way. And then sense. by the time their brain catches up, it's like, holy crap, this girl's about to get killed. It's too late. Yeah. Now, all they can do is watch her fall between the trains and and I'm sitting there going of course I don't show anything because she no. ports right she she leaps through time she actually goes into the time stream mm-hmm. right as they hit yeah because they would crash just as her bike gets destroyed yeah it's like okay she's alive and they the fat woman is yelling at her poorly oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so then I have to ask another question yeah at the end okay. when she gets to the train and she realizes her friend has taken her bike yeah. Which, on the day the brakes go, go bad? Yeah. And she's running down there, and 
She gets there, and the guy, he has, hasn't come past yet? Yeah. How long did it take you to realize she was early? Uh, she got there, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, she's early. Was it, was like, it once, immediate? Yeah, or no, 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 like, once she starts walking up the hill, and it's like, oh, crap, she's early. <laughs> I Okay, I'll admit, I didn't realize she was early until we saw the fat lady again. Oh, Because really? I realized, I saw the fat lady go, wait a minute, she wasn't there a minute ago. <laughs> Mommy, look, it's the elves. Oh, crap. <laughs> I, I caught it like a couple of minutes, like, like a minute before, and I was like, oh, no, no, no she's no, early. No, 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 She can't, and she, she already wasted her last time jump. Crap. <laughs> These two innocent people are about to die. Because of her. Because of her. Because she had to be iffy on whether or not a boy loved her. Or not. Yeah. It's like, okay, admittedly, I was not blessed. With having a teenage romance. Right. So I have not been in that situation. Right. You, on the other hand, were, weren't you? Uh, somewhat, yes. Can you imagine something like that happening? Uh, where you, you, someone confesses their love and you try to change the subject? Yeah, a little bit. A little okay. Bit. I, I can understand that. Yeah, it's it's a very awkward moment. It really is. I understand, I understand it from, you know, a certain point. Like, oh, she likes me. Okay. Uh, uh yeah. This this is awkward. <laughs> like, can we change the subject real fast? But and admittedly, you didn't have the ability to skip back in time. No, to try and stop that. Yeah, or sometimes be like, could I go back and like, because I was really awkward in front of this girl. Be like, I really wanted to date her, and I just said something really stupid. Can I go back in time and change that? Yeah, I think we could all relate to. Oh crap! I just said something stupid. I want to jump back in time and fix that. Yeah. But at the same time, we can't do that because we didn't fall uh, elbow first onto a chestnut. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So what this movie is about for the most part, while these love things that we've talked about do come up, it is really what she's doing for most of the movie is fixing all her mistakes. Yeah. Trying to get this one day that was kind of off for her. Yeah. Trying to make perfect. Yeah. And she does multiple, she tries multiple ways to do this, even going to the point where going back, what, three days in time so uh-huh. she can get her pudding yes. that she left in the refrigerator that her sister ate. And she does it, like, twice. It's like, ugh. And so while you're watching it, you realize she's making a lot of stupid decisions. Yes. Oh, yeah. Including three times where she does it just so they can, con- she can continue doing her karaoke, karaoke session. Yes, <laughs> It's like, well, you're the only one who knows about it. Are you picking three different songs? It's like, okay. And I have to say, I love how they show her leaping through time. Yes. You know what part she's in. Especially during the karaoke scene where yes. she rolls through the door. And go, weren't you just right there? <laughs> yes, but that's not important. It's time to sing. La, 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 time waits for no one. It's like, you're making crap up. That's yeah. That's not what that says. But, yeah, just... I. I love the time jumps are very interesting. Yes. Where she basically wants a redo on everything. And obviously at this point, she doesn't know she has a limit. Right. She doesn't realize she even has a limit until she happens to see the little mark on her elbow. When she first looks at it, she goes, oh, 90. I guess I got a limit, but eh, I got plenty of time. Yeah. Next day, I just saw that said 90. Now it says 50. And like, how quickly do you go? We're looking at it upside down. It said six. You now have five. Don't be stupid. She's going to be stupid. <laughs> of course. Because she's a teenager. Mm-hmm. 
And a lot of this is her realizing she's causing these people to hurt. Yes. Unnecessarily because it's making her day better. Yeah, she she's she's trying to make her situations better, but ultimately she's hurting people in the process. Right. Where like for the example. Like the example of where she's like, Oh, can I switch with you at like uh cooking glass? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, yeah the kid gets has to deal with the tempura flashing on him. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, oh, that was going to happen anyway. She knew everything was going to turn out safe because the other guy was going to get there with the extinguisher fast enough. Yeah. So it wasn't the end of the world. It just didn't make her look as foolish. Yeah. And that and her using it to cheat on the pop quiz. Oh, yeah. Those are one thing. Yeah. That really does not cause her. Or her uh, missing when the guy tackles her. Yeah. Which I have to admit, at the very end, when she uses that to make sure the... Kosuke and the other and the shyest girl in anime get yes. together. I thought that's cl- I love that. <laughs> yeah, that was a perfect working of that. But but it also has the the negative ramif- right. ramifications effect of the uh, the butterfly effect to it. Yeah, where There's so much changes that she doesn't realize. Yeah, she's un- she's unaware of her decisions are causing ramifications through everybody's life. Yeah, where her decision to switch for that person. Caused this person to get bullied. Yeah. And then it happened again, and the bully, bullied, became the bullied, and kind of went nuts. Yeah. He kind of went insane, and thus, he tried to throw the, the, what was it, the... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what this says. (laughs) The the fire extinguisher. The fire extinguisher. And he hits that other girl. Yeah. Where she has to take him to the, take her to the nurse. Yeah. And she's like, is it going to leave a mark? It's like, probably. <laughs> yeah, you But I guarantee you, somehow, I'll find a way to make this right. How are you going to do that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> You're not even going to worry about it, but I promise you, I somehow, I'm going to make this right. So she jumps back in time and makes it worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how she makes it worse in that instance, but everything she, time around she goes mm-hmm. back in time, she makes it worse. Yes, she does. And I think it's the beauty of this, because you see where her, her good intentions are having very negative, very terrible results. Yeah. Of by the end of by the end of the film, be like when she finally gets Kosuke and the the shyest girl ever to get together. Be like he takes her bike to go yeah. see his dad. Uh-huh. Unknowingly, the bricks are out. Right. Which admittedly, when you're watching, you're going, "Oh, he took her bike." Okay. Wait a minute. What day is this? Holy crap! <laughs> So yeah, before do before doing the podcast, I did do a little reviewing of other podcasters, and yeah. w- one person, one person pointed out, be like, uh, "With great power, there is great responsibility." And yes, thank you, uh, Spider Man. Yes, thank you, Stanley. Uh, this movie is so much of that, so much of yeah. that. Like you have this great responsibility, and what do you do with it? She wastes it. The entire movie. The only time she actually does something for the betterment of somebody else, yeah, is when she realizes when he went back in time to save the other two, yeah, it unmistakably gave her an extra time jump, yeah, which she then uses to make sure he gets his, his time jump back, yeah, to get his time jump so, back, which he doesn't end up using because he ends up going back to the future, yeah, at the end of it. Without ever seeing the picture, he came there to look yes. at it in the Yes, oh my place. gosh. I'm thinking, Makoto, yeah. take him to see your sister. She has it in her office. You mean Give your him, aunt? Aunt, sorry. 
Take him to see your aunt. She has it in her office. You can get him a, a private screening of the stupid thing, and he can go back being happy. But no, she never does that. Yeah, that's that's You know thing. the minute that Makoto would have called her and said, Hey, you know that guy I kept talking about? Uh, he's actually the time traveler, and I need him. he needs to see the picture before he goes back. Is there anyone who can go up there and look at it? He goes, oh, sure, bring it up. I, I like meeting your boyfriends. Maybe he knows my boyfriend. <laughs> Maybe he is my boyfriend. Who no, knows? He's no, he's not. <laughs> the, the, you know, kind of going to, yeah, Chiaki. When we discover that Chiaki is the time traveler, and Which all... it's kind of obvious if you're watching. Yeah. And I, I don't know how, if you caught it, because I know you... It, you, uh, this is the first time you'd seen it. Right. But I kind of, I knew he was the time traveler going into this. Okay. I brought this into, that would have started this whole thing off. And there's a couple points in time where you can tell he's starting to put two and two together that maybe she's time jumping. Yeah. But he never says anything because he's not sure until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure of it until she gives him a call. And says like, hey, are you time jumping? Yeah. That's when I was like, what? <laughs> And then when the he, first time I watched it, I was like that. But yeah. going into it this time, knowing he was the, the original time traveler, mm-hmm. I was looking at it going, there was just a couple moments, especially during the uh, the first three times he confesses his love to her for yes. the first time. There's, a, there's one point there near the end where he looks back at her, and in one hand, it could be that he's debating whether or not to, tell, to confess his love to her. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, she knew this was going to happen. She time jumping. At least that's what kind of came to mind. It kind of had that look also. Yeah. It's it was it's very that that moment is very subtle, and that's one of the things I do like about this movie is yeah. how many subtle animations there are. Yeah. That make these characters feel like they are alive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, just the the fact that when we discover that Chiaki is a time traveler and he comes back just to go look at a painting. So like, you like you literally broke the space-time continuum to look at a, a painting. painting? Well, admittedly, it wasn't there in his time. But still, it's a painting. But apparently he hadn't done enough research to know when it was have the prior when it would have been first released. And when it would have come back to after it was restored. Yes. He just knew at some point during this year it's going to be at this museum. Yes. <laughs> okay, I, I recognize that I don't know the history he has to deal with. Yes. So I don't know how much of a post-apocalyptic wasteland yeah, he comes true. from that still apparently has time chestnuts. <laughs> time chestnuts. Well, what else are you going to call the thing? But apparently there's not enough history to know, okay... This picture, this, this painting, which apparently we don't have a picture of in this future time land, where we can do research enough to know that the painting even exists, yeah. but we don't have a picture of the painting <laughs> that he wants to come look at. It's like, what are you going to do with this when you see it? Is, this, is it really going to mean that much to you? Because I looked at it and thought, well, it looks like a collage. <laughs> a, it's a collage. B, it is postmodern stuff. I mean, at least it's not paint thrown at a canvas and yes. called art. Yes. But, so at least it looks like something, but at right. the same time, it looks like impressionism gone horribly wrong. Yes. It's uh, not bad, mind you. It's just not a painting that's going to change the world, except that you want to see it so bad you change time. 
Yes. That's still kind so, of baffling. So yeah, baffling, that, that one little plot. Yes. It's kind of At the same time, your sister is restoring it. Upstairs! And she knows you can time jump. She knows you can time jump. Take the time jump with it. You're not polluting the timeline anymore. You're just making sure. She says, yeah, my sister's restoring it. If you just wait around a couple days, it'll be on display. No, I have to go back now. Really? I don't know what to do. Go upstairs! (laughs) You were up there three times to confide your love for this boy to her. Yes. Go upstairs! (laughs) But nope, we gotta make it all drama and like... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> keep in mind, I don't hate this movie. Okay. Uh, There's just a couple plot holes. Yeah, like, just just a, just a bit. bit. Just a bit. <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. So, um, about the size of the lorry go through a tunnel. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, Great Scots. Like we said, the pace of this movie is yes. horribly slow. Yes. And a lot of that, I think, is because he was trying, he was producing some of these really great short animated sequences that would have looked really good in an animation test. Yeah. What did you think of a lot of these shots? Oh. I mean, admittedly, as much as I think it slows the movie down, I think they're gorgeous. Yeah, the the backgrounds in this movie are fan-stinking-tastic. They just, they're mind-blowing and, what was was my notes? Um, they're beautiful. The backgrounds are just beautiful and lush. Just be like, they just pop. Yeah. Be like, you're just like, oh my gosh, can I get a paint, like a point of this? Oh yeah. It's beautiful. Especially those, those shots where she's down by the river. Yes. Especially the, that one scene where she thinks he's left. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and he walks back to give her a kiss. That shot. Yes. So especially with him walking back, because I want it while he's walking across. It's amazing. I would love that as a print. Dang mm-hmm. on a wall. Because it is beautiful. Oh, yeah. There's a, and there's so many of those shots where you look at and go, this is amazing what you were able to do. They, these shots do not help the movie in any way, shape, or yeah. form, other than showing your, off your technical prowess. Yeah. The movie it reminds me of is Star Trek Motion Picture. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. it's it's Because here's the thing. Yeah. That movie, actually, and this movie, is about 20 minutes too long. Yeah. Because they do this, they show off, they do these long takes of the special effects go, look at how amazing and beautiful the stuff we did is. What do you mean you're bored? <laughs> this, is mean? Art, this is this art, man! This is amazing art! You should be eating this up because your animation hurts. What do you mean you're a 12-year-old otaku in, in Los Angeles? <laughs> oh, you love the love story, but it's like, boring. <laughs> it drags. It does drag. It's not... Like I said, it's not a bad movie, but no, it's like... No, it's not. What helped me, and yeah. I hate to say I did this. Okay. About 15 minutes into the movie, I accidentally bumped on my PS4 controller the the fast-forward button, but just yes. the one to where it, yeah, just 1.5. Sped, it just sped everything up, yes. but you, it didn't cut the audio out. Yeah. That helped the movie so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad like, when you have to say that. And here's the thing, it didn't hurt. Yes. The movie, except for maybe in two or three scenes where they actually had fast talking dialogue, and I bet you know which two characters that involved too. The shy girl's friends. Oh yeah, that's right. That's that was right. the only ones where I had to rewind, mm-hmm. put it back in regular play, just so I understood what they said. Yeah, when they, when they're confronting Mako. Yes. <laughs> it's like, okay, and then I'm, and then that scene goes, and I go, okay, back to one point five. <laughs> it's like, 
I've got to move on because this is this not is taking this, forever. This is taking forever. For, a good movie like this should be able to hold me better, but unfortunately, the yeah. pacing yeah. is a bit dastardly. So, yeah, as we reach the end of this review, unless you've got something, yeah, else. Just, the the whole theme of the movie just kind of gives me that Back in the Future feel. Yeah. Of you know, like Marty Fly, he go he gets transported to you know back in 1955. He bumps into his dad, and he gets run up. He gets run into by his, you know, future grandfather. Yeah, which he, you know, his mother falls in love with him. Yes, and uh, it's just got that feel. Minus, you know, she's doing it intentionally. Yeah, she's doing it intentionally for her own benefit, and, and it backfires. It backfires tremendously. tremendously. Um, there again, the the background design is beautiful. Uh-huh. I'm not a fan of the character design. It's, the character design in this is a little too fluid and a little too simple. Yes, I when agree. you look forward to some of his other stuff past this point, yeah. such as Summer Wars, uh, Paprika is one of his big ones. Mm-hmm. They do contain elements of that simplicity, but they're not as uh, liquid. Okay. I guess is the best way I know how to yeah. put it. Because these always felt like they just poured them out of an of a bottle. These what these characters kind of how these characters felt. Yeah, they were just a little. They had a little too much movement. There was a little, you know, not not as bad as Anastasia, but um, yeah, it, it it did seem like it was a little too artsy. Yeah, it, is it's the best way I know how to put that. Yeah, it's it's a very artsy movie. It's yeah, very artsy, which movie. is not bad. But no, in terms of this is not a movie I would suggest to someone who wanted to get into anime. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling this would turn somebody off. Oh, I agree. Because they're going to look at this and go, oh, this is what anime is? This is slow and boring. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a slightly interesting story, but I, this isn't what I was looking for. Why are you into this? And no, I, there's plenty of other stuff I would show them, but this is not the one I think I would suggest to someone until after they had seen quite a number of anime. Yes. Uh, just as, especially if they'd seen anything... Of his after that movie, yes. the The character designs, like they're they're good when it comes to a close up. Yeah, when you get to a faraway shot, all it is is a character in a silhouette with you know color. Yeah, that's all it is. I'm like, can't you put some depth in this character? Make we're like we know which character it is. Like most of the characters we're introduced, all we see is this blocky character. Yeah, it's like. Oh, why did you do this? And it's just a plucky character. Well, we realize who it is later, but it's like, we've really, we've never actually had to get to talking about the actual art when it comes to some of this stuff. Yeah. But this is one of the few times I should bring up that this, he does not use black outlines, black lines for his character. Okay, that makes sense. He uses red. It's kind of a dark red, but it's still a red. Okay. That is affecting somewhat of what you're seeing. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because it's a little, it's not as strong on your eyes as the black is. And yeah. Kind of, especially in those all those sunset scenes. Okay. It does kind of make them meld uh-huh. into the background yes. a little. That's part of what you're probably. That's part of what you're seeing. There. Probably. You can especially see it in the hair. Mm-hmm. Because her hair is. It's obviously supposed to be Japanese black, but it's yep. not. No. It's got a slightly red tint to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's partially partially why I see uh, Chiaki. 
Chucky? Yeah, Chucky mm-hmm. as being pink haired when he's really more of a redhead. Yeah. So outside of the slowness, though, I have to say it's a pretty decent movie. Uh, I don't know if I would suggest this for families. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. Yeah, it's it is more of a adult animation, but not in the sexy way. I don't know a better way to put that. Right. Not in the negative connotation. Right. Uh, it is. But it is more of that serious type of movie. It's, it is a beautiful movie. If you've got, if you're a film major, I do suggest watching something yeah. like this because it is something that it is something I could see at some point competing for an Academy Award. Not that it ever did, right? But um, what do you? Uh, what do you? Think? My rating would be I would give it a seven. Okay, so the, for the simple fact that you like background animation, it's beautiful. It's got a good story, a little bit jumbled, a little bit of a mess. Yeah. In a lot of places. You know, you could drive a semi-truck through the plot some at some point. Yes. But it was an entertaining movie. It kept me engaged. You know, not the fact that oh, I'm reviewing this, but it got me... It was interesting enough to where I kept going. It wasn't, oh, I need a 15-minute bathroom break. Right. Or I need to walk outside before I can breathe. It was a very inter- it was a very entertaining movie. Uh, it'd be one of those movies like, uh, like for me, Apollo 13 or... Right. One of those films you probably you might watch a movie every once in a while. It's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I have the movie. I gotta watch it. I need to watch that again. Yeah, it's not one of those like uh, tangle for me that I'm gonna watch every year because it's that right. good. Right. Uh, so what? Are you, well, what? that is one of the things about this movie is it's not endlessly rewatchable like so many of the movies we've talked about mm-hmm. so far. Um, to me. I'm giving it a seven also. Okay. Uh, like I said, it's the, the biggest issue this movie has is its pacing. Yes. It is beautifully animated, but, and the story is interesting. Mm-hmm. It could have done some of it, if the pacing had been a little bit tighter, it would have been a little bit more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's no. not great. It's passing. Yeah. And like I said, I like I said in the past, I tend to grade the way school's grade where 70 is passing. So yes. That's how I feel about it. Okay. So, brings us to the end of another episode. Yes. And this one is a little bit special. Yes. As The Girl Who Left Her Time was the last of our hanger-ons from the first episode. The last hurrah. So we, uh, in order to make sure we got off before we hit 12 episodes... Which, if you don't count the short short we put in there, that would have been in three more movies. Mm-hmm. So we got out at least with we got out with two movies. We, we expanded uh, some so many of our other movies to make to get it off the list quickly. Yes, which is something we're going to do going forward as we run into the if we when we run do run into this issue. Mm-hmm. However, that means we now have four slots to fill for next before we roll for right. next week. You have spots uh, one and three. Okay. I have spots two and six. Okay. So I thought uh, we would uh, roll to see who got to reveal their movie first. Okay. But I'll let you roll. All right. Uh, odds it's you, evens it's me. Okay. Okay. It's me. Go for it. Number two is going to be... Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Okay. I was so hoping I was going to be the one to add this to the list. Because I do own my copy. I bought it when I went up to my friend's wedding. Oh, excellent. I still need, I still need to buy it. Still yes. need to buy it. I do own a copy, so I am so happy to get this on the list. I, I think this is the one that's solidified. We need to do this podcast. Yes, I agree. 
Up at that point, it was just an experimentation, but I think we both saw this and thought, yes, we need to talk about this. Yes, I agree. So I am so happy. That's going to be sitting at number two. Okay. Uh, go ahead and tell me what you want to set at number one. My number one is Batman Beyond, the Return of the Joker. Nice. Uh, go. Ahead, I'll go ahead and say my number six. I am bringing another anime to okay. the list. All right. It is not the one, one of the other ones by uh, the director of this movie. Okay. But it is the first movie that Hayao Miyazaki directed. Ah. That is Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro. Lupin the Third. It is the second of the two movies. You don't have to watch it. And and technically, there was two seasons of the tel- of the anime. Yeah. That aired before this. You don't have to watch any of that to watch this movie. It's a great and fun movie. All right. We're going to have a good time enjoying that. Uh, what was your uh, other movie? My other movie. Sitting at number three. Would be The Little Mermaid. Well, since we both got a new copy of it. <laughs> yes. Why not? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, to recap, number one is uh, Batman, Batman, Beyond. Jo- Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Joker. Yes. Number two is uh, Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse. Yes. Number three is The Little Mermaid. Okay. Number four is Big Hero 6. Number five is Digimon the Movie. Okay. And number six, Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro. And since this was my movie, once again, Jacob, you get to roll. Excellent. And we're doing Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Yes. So, join us next time for that. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I'm at Drew Dodgen. Also look for me on Letterboxd under GGeorge759. If you find the Gorn walking through a flower patch, you're in the right spot. Where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. And also you can find me on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to, quote unquote, draw each and every day. So if you like seeing doodles and drawings and paintings, that kind of stuff... It's probably right up your alley. And you don't have to travel through time to see them. No, you don't. Except the standard one second per one second that we all do. Yeah. (laughs) You don't have to destroy the space-time continuum to go look at a painting. That is assuming you're not listening to this on a MP3 player found somewhere underneath a dumpster after the world has been destroyed by atomic bombs and the aliens are coming down and doing archaeological digs on our... our, um, Culture! Whatever the term is, I just lost it. <laughs> so, uh, you can also find us, as we said before, on our uh, Facebook group. Yes. It's under the Cellcast. It is a closed group, so we don't get robots in there. Yes. Uh, trying to sell us uh, free DVDs. Notice that's itself for free DVDs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, all you have to do is just ask to, look, ask to join. We will look and make sure you're not one of these evil monstrosities and then probably let you in. Uh, we have not had anybody since our first forcing people in invites from a month ago uh, join. So we still want y'all in there. Come give us a listen. Come give us a talk. We love having conversations in there. Yeah. Um, and you can also email us at uh, the Cellcast Podcast at gmail.com. Remember, anytime you hear us say the Cellcast, that is with a single L. L. Also, if you're looking for us uh, on. If you're listening to someone's letting you listen to this and you want to find it for yourself, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play Podcasts. And I think that about finishes it. I think so. So, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame.
circumstances, I'd get you next time. However, I think this time it'd be more appropriate to say, I'll get you last time. Uh, Scoops? Uh, where's the time machine? Where's Doc? Let's get out of here! Oh, yeah! Run you time on Batman showed up and we had a ditch we were able to save this the console's memory board I know it's not much but it's not much it's nothing <gasps> losers all of you Disgrace to the name Joker. Why, in my day... In your day? Ever since you conned your way into this gang, it's been your day this and your day that. Bonk? Your day is over, old man, even if you are who you say you are. And personally, I think you're a fake. Ah, brave new world that has such putzes in it. He's got us running around ripping a lot of geek junk, but no cash. He won't tell us what his plan is, if he even has one. I want out. If you insist. Hey man, take it easy. I, I was just kidding. So was I. Oops. No, I wasn't. That's also how we did it in my day. You know, kids, a lot has changed while your old Uncle Joker's been away. New Gotham, new rules, even a new Batman. But now I'm tanned, I'm rested, and I'm ready to give this old town a wedgie again. I have to know you're with me. Will you say it for me one time? We're, We're with, with you. you. A little louder. We're, We're with you. Dee Dee? We're with you. Boys? We're, We're with you. Bonk? Oh, right. Dead. Dee Dee, be a lamb and sweep out the trash. There's good girls. <laughs>